0: lights, camera, we're going live. Learn the ins and outs of live events from today's top business leaders and how to make yours epic. Here's your host,
1: Aaron Smith. All right. Welcome to another episode of Epic Live Events. I've got Katie Kramitzos here from Biz Women Rock. Katie, welcome. What's up, Aaron? Thanks so much for having me, girl. Uh, thank you for being here. And I am really excited to talk about this because you, we're going to go a little bit smaller because a lot of times we think live events, we think we have to have like, you know, a thousand people in the room for it to really make a difference, but that's really not the case. And in this podcast, we talk about, you know, the details, the differences of, of different ways you can utilize live events in your business to help it grow. You finished a it was like a mastermind type event, right, like the retreat. kind of explain what what you started last year and you're on your second year in yeah. months
0: yeah, so um uh, just a quick background as far as yeah. what i uh, my experience has been about events like I have run events for almost a decade now from small two person um informal meetups meetups all the way up to like six or seven hundred people conference type stuff and everything in between so last year in 2016 i decided i was going to do a retreat for biz women rock and i had never really run a retreat before um and what i knew was that i wanted it to be um a whole experience the best of the best of um sort of like a like a combination of intimate, hey, I'm going through my own personal experience here, discovering what it is I really need to know about my business and masterminding and getting the best of the best from the other ladies that are there. So yeah, so it it was really a combination and still is a combination of masterminding, um, you know, strategic, um, you know, planning and a lot of internal personal work to be able to come up with that, that clear vision of what these women want their businesses to be in the coming year.
1: Now, you've been running Biz, Biz Women Rock for several years now. What was that thing that you said, I'm ready for the live event? Because I mean, it aligns perfectly with your business, right? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. people do the business first, sometimes people wait. What was that point where you're like, I'm ready for this, the business to have this?
0: (laughs) Well, anyone listening will probably be thankful to know that I had, so Biz Women Rock is a podcast that was the first platform where Biz Women Rock existed, and that launched in February 2014, and it immediately garnered me an audience. And right away I started a Facebook group. And so right away I had like platforms. I had places where people were gathering. So I had a community. And I remember just in the, in those first, it was probably like three months after all of that was happening. I sent out an email saying, Hey, would you be interested in a retreat? How about the Biz Women Rock Retreat? And, um, I got so many emails back of people saying, yes, let's do it. And then nothing happened <laughs> for years. And the reason was, and this is just really important to, um, to remember, is that it, for me, it wasn't the right time. At that point, for the first two and a half years of Biz Women Rock, it was a 10%, it got 10% of my time. 90% of my time was spent in my local organization, and that was our bread and butter. And um, so Biz Women Rock, even though I was really showing up and trying to make it something, it, it wasn't its time. I could not create a real thing. With ten percent of my time, I know that now. I didn't know that then, um, and so the the reason it was time was because in August of twenty sixteen, my daughter was nine months old. I was out of the local business finally. I was one hundred. It was like the moment where I was one hundred percent in my business now, and so I just sat down and I was like, "What do I want to do? What what would be awesome? What are some cool things I could do? Who are my ladies? What do they really need?" And I just did a massive, I I, basically what happened is I had a a retreat for myself. I had a Katie retreat and what I did on that retreat was, was many, many things, but it ultimately is what I produce for all the attendees on the actual retreat that I do for everyone. But what it was is I came up with this idea. I was like, I, (laughs) I want to put together like a a day long workshop. And I think that that would be really cool to help people, you know, figure out their next year and what they want to do. And I, I threw it out to my group and just said like, hey, what do you think this should be? And they they told me it should be a retreat. And I was like, okay, I've heard twice now <laughs> that people want a retreat, let's do a retreat. And so I just went, I went balls out. I was like, okay. I, I basically launched the idea and had the retreat about, I think there was about eight weeks, eight or nine weeks. Good it for was so you. Fast. Yeah, it was fast. It was really fast. I love it. You know, one of
1: the things... I always wonder about is coming up with that much content for like, I mean, I do events where I have other speakers. It's yep. not easy for me. <laughs> I don't have to come up with that. I I get stressed thinking about all the content. How do you come up with, you know, you got to wow them. You got to really create an experience and you got to come up with stuff for, you know, something that's going to fill them. And do you, did you feel stress coming up with all that and kind of how did you, uh,
0: you know, get through that? So I wasn't really stressed per se, something in me like new. I, I didn't know the exact play-by-play quite yet when I actually launched the event. I didn't know the play-by-play of what was going to happen, but I knew it was my first time being the the, the full educator for all of this content, like all of the information. And all of my experience has always ever been the facilitator, bringing all the speakers together. And if I happen to be a, an educator, it was like as one of many speakers. So so all I concentrated on was what do they want and how can I best deliver deliver it for them and then I sort of backed into how, like what would be that path that experience that I could create for them that would allow them to have that end result which was I wanted to, them to be cross-eyed with joy and like oh my god I could totally do this you know like realistic on it ready to like You know, take on the world kind of a feeling, and so, and I had just kind of done this for myself, and so I used that as a nice template to be able to say, okay, well, this is sort of the process I took myself through, and it was really powerful. So, funny story is that I didn't know the exactual actual like programming from start to finish, probably until about three weeks before the event. Um, I knew enough of what it was so I could promote the hell out of it. Like I knew the result, I knew a bare bones experience that I wanted everyone to have. But I but truthfully it was like two to three weeks before where I finally sat down and was like, okay, what is this gonna be? Um, and the, the truth of the matter is is, you know, I have a retreat coming up. It's that same thing right now because and I do it deliberately because I kept the more and more people were signing up, the more and more I was hearing what they really wanted, I I could really like engineer the experience according to what I knew what was like in the moment everyone was wanting and I could change it so um so yeah and and here I I was stressed I mean when I was there I was super stressed and and I did a couple of really strategic things to make sure like I just knocked it out of the park but uh, but I was very stressed because that was the first time It, it last year's retreat retreat was two full days this year's retreat is three full days yeah. So it's like, it's, um, it's big time. Like it's full on. Like I am on, like, I almost feel like, all right, Tony Robbins, this is how you feel from like, <laughs> yeah. you, you are the content from start to finish, you know?
1: And I don't think, uh, you know, I was talking about this with another guest. The couple days thing is, a, I mean, what do you do to prep for that? Because I don't think you realize what it takes out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Even in a day, I was like, so I was so exhausted after a day. I was like, okay, time to go to bed for a week. Seriously, prep and get ready for that.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's not so much about, you know, prepping beforehand, it is in sort of the full scope, but like preparing me, it's really more so staying in the routine that I'm used to that brings out the best of me while I'm there at the event. So for me, that means. Making sure, you know, during that time period that I'm waking up in the mornings to go work out, that I have alone time in the morning, that I'm journaling, that I'm envisioning what I want to happen for the day and I'm really feeling it. There's emotion there. There's process. I mean, like there's a ton of journaling exercises that I have for that. It's making sure that I get time by myself throughout the day um, throughout each of those days, to make sure that I'm sort of rejuvenating and revitalizing myself and getting that energy back up, it's making sure I'm eating well throughout the day. Not a lot. I actually I I don't eat a lot during those um, during the days, but I have to make sure what I'm eating is good food and like you know just healthy and. Um, and then that's, and I usually, I'm not drinking, even though, you know, generally we have like, uh, you know, wine time or margarita time at the night, um, at the time. Like if I am drinking, it's like just a couple of sips or like half a glass or something like that. Like I'm really in tune with like say, staying super strict with those habits that bring out the best in who I am so that I can really show up and not have to worry about those other habits, not have to worry about feeling tired or feeling not energetic or I don't want just adrenaline to take over. I want all of those cylinders to be really like, like going all at once.
1: Oh, great tips. Because like I said, I don't, it's one of those, ah, you know, I'm excited about the event, the, it'll get me through, but it is when you are on, like you have to be on at a level that you're not used to, you know, you're not, we're on all the time, but not like that. And so I think it is, I, I love that you're looking at this from a holistic place, not, well, I got to get in shape for the event or anything like that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, really focusing on that. And I, I, I love the concept of the small, we we're talking before the event and you said it just, cha- it, it was a game changer. Yeah. I, I never realized what live events could do ever. And that's one thing I always have to ask, how did it completely change your business?
0: Well, I am very, very lucky in the sense that because I have been running live events for a decade now, actually, if you want some truth, like seriously, since I was 16, I have always in some way, shape or form been like a coordinator for events, whether it was, you know, high school events up to college events. I mean, I have always just found myself drawn to those positions where I was organizing live events. So, So I've known it it was never a a mystery to me like how powerful it would be i always knew just how powerful being able to see somebody look them in the eyes give them a giant hug and and helps help them like be there with them that's always super powerful so um the game changer for me was that you know, this was kind of the first stepping out of my business, like kind of coming out of the closet, doing my business full time. And so there were a couple things going on as far as solidifying a business model for me right around that time. And what the retreat did is it legitimized everything that I was doing because I sold it out which told me, oh shit, people actually want. Okay, cool. Like it's not just talk. People actually want this. Yeah. Um, it it forced me to stretch myself for in business arenas. Meaning, I was constantly thinking, like, okay, well, is there is there another layer of value that I can add here, either in content or experience, or even possibly like earn me another revenue? And then somebody even on my podcast, the vast majority of experiences or. Edgeman Rocker through a local company was all me facilitating. Like, even on the podcast, it was like, I'm bringing on guests. I am, yes, I'm participating. And yes, every once in a while, I'm sort of having a solo show. But for the most part, I'm the facilitator that you knew all of this. I had no idea that you knew all of this stuff, you know? And it was the first time where I was like, full out, I'm the educator. I'm a, I'm the expert. I actually kind of know what I'm talking about. And so um, that gave me, that boosted my confidence, like into the stratosphere. Like, I, I know what I'm doing. I can do this really well and I can really help people. And the social aspect of it was my goodness. We were very strategically taking pictures, doing videos, you know, making sure that people who did not come saw what an amazing experience it was, so that they could um, they could feel like oh my gosh, this event's going on. Oh my gosh, I got to go there next year. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So um, it it really legitimized the business internally and externally, um, and it and it brought in a great profit for me, which then launched me into um, you know, Q1 of the first part of this year. So it was, it was very, very special.
1: Yeah, that's great. Now, how about marketing? You had a community. I mean, like you said, you started a podcast, you had a Facebook group. Did you market just within that group or did you utilize the event to market outside the group a little bit?
0: No, you know what? I did no marketing outside of my group, which, um, this year I'm changing a little bit, but, um, all I I did a couple of strategic things. So number 1 is when I had the idea in the first place and it wasn't originally called a retreat, I I strategically, I didn't know what I was going to get on the other end of this, but I posted in my group and I said, "Ladies, I have an idea for this event and here's what it would be. Here's what you would get." And it was all kind of the same stuff. Like it's, you know, we're planning for next year, we're masterminding, we're coming up with what we really want. And here are the two names that I have for it. But I suck at coming up with names. Can you help me? And by the way, if you happen to be interested in this, let me know that. And I had like 60 comments.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: I had like 60 comments of women uh, like all saying like, um, oh, here's a name and here's a name and here's a name. And they're the ones who gave me the idea. Like the person actually who gave me the best idea, even with the tagline, which, was, uh, which is dream it, Planet do it she even made me like a graphic for it. Like it was really, it was really wonderful. And then maybe 58 out of those 60 people said, yes, I'm interested. So when I actually then like had everything together, my very first post about it where people could sign up officially, like it launched, I literally tagged everyone who had commented on that post thanking them saying thank you guys so much for helping me come up with this name and I know you guys are um if you're interested here's what you should do let me know and so I got some people signing up from that and then anyone in 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 the who had commented in that in that original post who had said yes I'm interested I personally messaged them and I just said hey Jane you said that you were interested um on in this retreat I would love to have you there check it out and if it sings to you I'd love to welcome you. There's only you know, a certain amount of spots left. So let me know if you have any questions. And out of that, I got a nice little round of people. Um, and then I just continued to talk about it. I brought people who had signed up, uh, already. I had them send me audios and I put them on the front of the podcast so people could hear why someone had signed up. Why did somebody from Australia decide to fly all the way out to come to my event? Like that's, that's wow. pretty significant. So, mm-hmm. you know, like why, why is it that meaningful to her? And if I'm a woman listening to Katie's podcast, like maybe that would resonate with me. So, um, there were a couple of strategic things that I did. I sent out emails about it. I would share, um, you know, I would share again about like who's coming and all that sort of stuff. I would give examples of some of the stuff I was going to do so that people, you know, I would share some of the stuff via video so people could get a feel for like, what am I actually going to get out of this? Um, And then it was a lot of personal asks too. And I will say for me, very strategic move on my part and something that I was very aware of is I'm really lucky to have a very um, solid, Local base of women. Biz Women Rock is a global brand. There are women all over the world, um, but it started here. It started, and most people knew it. Of knew me from it from our local organization. So I knew very clearly that I needed to have it local because I wanted to make the yes as quick of a yes as possible. I didn't want traveling to be to hinder people. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I let me let me plan. That a lot of the local women are going to say yes, and they did the vast majority who came were local um, this year it 's a little different i 've definitely got like you know some local plenty of people like coming to fly out for it as well, but you know like i don 't think I could have pulled that off in the first year i don 't think I would would have felt confident enough to pull that off in the first year
1: well, and like you said, you did it in eight weeks too, which yeah you know, people <laughs> planning to fly i mean that 's a lot uh-huh. i 'd love to know what i mean you 've kind of given some glimpse glimpses into year one to year two, what are some big changes? What are some big ahas that you had, you know, going from year one to year two that you're like, okay, I didn't, I maybe could have done this better, or I want to do this differently as you continue to build this specific thing that your live event.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So basically this year is sort of like grown up, if that makes any sense. One yeah. big thing that I recognized last year is that I worked, I worked those ladies so hard and it was great. But there was not enough like downtime. And so one of the things I really recognize is that I wanted it to truly be a retreat. I really wanted this to be a really perfect combination of I'm working on my business, but I'm also like having the time to relax. And so I'm incorporating a lot more self-care. Actually, one of the featured guests that I'm having down is Tina Conroy, who's an intuitive and she's doing like personal Reiki sessions with people. She's gonna be having yoga sessions every morning. Um, I'm bringing in my personal massage therapist to come in and, you know, have massage sessions with everyone. Um, you know, so like, yes, we are working, don't get me wrong, but there's absolutely gonna be a lot more of self care and just luxury. Let me like totally relax and take care of myself, incorporated all throughout the weekend.
1: I love that. How about the marketing? You, you mentioned a little bit about last year it was just in your group this year you changed that up a little bit yeah can you describe how you're because it really is a great way to build the biz women rock brand and of course getting yeah. coming in so can you talk about that a little bit too
0: Yeah. So um, I basically did a massive brain dump on like, what could I do to make sure not only it's sort of, I see it as the like two sides of the same coin. One side of that coin is like marketing to my current community. And the other side of the coin is marketing to people who have never heard about me or don't know the brand yet. So um, on that side, there's a lot of new creative things I'm using for the community stuff. But on the other side, um, it's, Kind of strategic Facebook ads. It is. Um, I'll I'll be very specific about a couple of ideas. So number one is that I last year I hired a videographer to come out and shoot a promo video for me because I knew that this was going to be some. I knew I was going to have another one, so I hired him. He created this gorgeous compilation. It's like a three or four minute video. It's the perfect promo video. And so I immediately started running ads for that. And so that definitely got people interested. Um, I'm still continuing to tweak and run that ad in creative ways. And then I have strategically asked for, for testimonials from the attendees from last year. Now, I should say that there are testimonials that are given in the promo ads. And so I've extracted some of those. I've used those as ads on the podcast. So people can actually hear in real time like what they got out of it last year. And then um, a couple of things. So I've also I take those the written parts of those testimonials, and I'm making like graph like slide graphics out of it, and I'll do ads for that. Um, I have asked um, the women in real time to say, "Hey, would you mind posting on social media about the impact of this retreat last year?" And so um, you know, th- about three to four, two to three of those women every single week over the next couple of weeks are going to be posting. And then my social media team grabs those, and we will make ads out of those and so we're trying to be really creative about how people are seeing that um, and the next phase here will be creating um, kind of like a one sheet kind of like a, a quick planning your twenty eighteen guide um, and then that will be a nice giveaway like a freebie giveaway that'll lead people into like you know hey like here's this great guide here's um it's it's a great tool that i use within the retreat as well but it's sort of a condensed version that'll like get people thinking about what they want for their next year and then get them into you know the conversation of a bunch of other resources that can help them and oh here's a retreat that literally has <laughs> it helps you go a to z to really like make this um this guide that you've created like really make it go on fire so those are just a couple of the ways um and then really having conversations so um, I am reaching out to a couple different podcasts that I think whose you know whose audience would really benefit from it, and it would be a really great value add for them. And um, sort of you know getting on that circuit, and then um, uh, I'm handpicking and asking some like strategic partners, so some people who have similar audiences that would really benefit from it, who are who would love to be able to pr- promote it for a variety of reasons. So, for example. The woman I was talking about before, Tina Conroy, she's coming. She's super involved. She's like a super fan of Biz Women Rock. She has a community in and of her own, and there is some overlap. There are business women who are part of her community. That's not what it's all about. But, um, and so she brought me on for a Facebook live series um, where she got to t- she and I got to talk about like the power of what's going to be happening at this retreat. So there's a couple of those things planned as well. Um, you know but I have learned over and over again with marketing that it's having a plan executing the plan and then just like going for broke, like like you know trying to figure something else out or if I have another idea, like let me try that and and let me pivot here if that I don't feel like that's really working. Um I have a whole make it happen Monday series that's happening right now. It's a Facebook live series. And so for the whole month of October, every single Monday I'm going live giving some sort of education that is always driving back to the retreat. So um so yeah, those are just a couple of ways. Just a few things. Just a few things. <laughs> you could tell my mind sort of like spins there.
1: So, no. But
0: it, yeah. But this is the fun stuff in my experience. Like I um you know, it it's it's exciting because I'm constantly challenging myself with new ways to share about it without me shoving it down your throat, you know? Exactly. Exactly.
1: It's about the value. And I yeah. think that's where great events happen, where there's value. Um, and it, you know, it, it's it's just an extra thing versus I'm selling to you. Yeah.
0: And, you know, the the thing I think that keeps that fire lit under me about that is that I know and anyone listening you know that your event is going to seriously impact your attendees. So I am constantly in tune with that. And I feel like if I don't if if I don't like put my hands on the shoulders of the woman who needs that right now. If I don't do that, if I don't get in front of her, if I don't make sure she knows about it, then I'm doing her a disservice because I have exactly what she needs right now. And, I, and I'm doing a major disservice if I don't make sure that she knows and that she knows that that resource is available for her. So I keep, I get fueled by that knowing that there are, there are more women out there that this is exactly what they're looking for. I love that. Now you
1: mentioned earlier, I think details are so key. You talked a little bit about, you know, the, I love the massage. I love because sometimes there's just so much information and you need a break. Yeah. I yeah. I think events are about details. Yep. What are some like non-negotiable things that you thought really worked well last year? And then some things you're, you're maybe adding this year.
0: Yeah. Non-negotiables are good quality food. Um, last year I hired a personal chef to come and make really great, healthy, but simple food for everyone because food is going to ultimately fuel us. And so while I did have a couple of treats there, here and there, like I, I really controlled that. Like I did not want a bunch of crap to be around because that ends up getting us tired. Like it has a, it has an impact that we don't see immediately. So, um, so i Uh, you know, good, healthy food. I'm going to have that same, uh, private chef back this year. Um, uh, strategically engineering the flow of the events. This is, so the flow of events is what I call my agenda. Um, and this is my master agenda. Okay. So I call it the flow of events. And the reason I call it the flow of events is because I'm not only am I engineering, like, okay, what's the topic? What are we talking about? What's the lesson here? I'm constantly thinking of what do their energies need at this point? So in the morning, we have a ton of energy. We're ready to sit down and pay attention. That We lose that at a certain point. So at what point do I need to get everyone up and we're jumping around and, and singing a song and acting goofy in order to get our energy back up? At what point do I need to give people solo time to go off into their own corners and just relax and think and not have to engage with each other? At what point do I need people to break out um, into masterminds, so that they're they're not sitting in front of me, you know, for ten hours on end. So I am really cognizant about the movement of the attendee, lit- figuratively and literally, like what is the movement of their energy and their experience throughout the whole time. So that that's a non negotiable to me. I don't. I absolutely do not love. I'm going to sit and sit here and watch you for nine hours. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um, you need to be able to move. You need to be able to, um, allow, you know, your physical self and your mental self and your spiritual self to really meld throughout this whole time. So, and that'll be, that'll work again this year with a nice combination of those mastermind times. We have a giant mansion in Orlando this year. And so there's a lot of like private places, um, So there will be times where I'm telling everyone like, hey, go to your rooms, like go up to your rooms, take a half an hour, like scheduling breaks in there as well, scheduling time by the pool. Um, All of that stuff is seriously important and it doesn't seem like a big deal. It doesn't seem like I would have planned it that way, but I'm 100% with you. Those are the details that really matter, constantly thinking about those experiences.
1: I love it. Nothing is done accidentally.
0: Nothing, nothing, nothing at all
1: no it's i i i think it's a, a a really great concept just on the the mastermind so um how many are you expecting to have this year i know you said you got a bigger mansion but it's not an event you can do like where what are you going to be this year and where do you think your cap would be on this specific event
0: The cap on this event would probably be about 20. Um, The house itself fits 15, like meaning that there are 15 beds that people can sleep in and that, and I won't, you know, this is not necessarily the event where people are going to be like sleeping on the floor. So there are 15 beds. Um, A good chunk of those are, are, you know, taken up already. So, but, but I do offer like a day pass. And so there are people who... Yeah, there are people who might be local um, who are like, or, you know, within a, you know, an hour ride or something like that. And for whatever reason, their life circumstances, whether they have kids that they just can't, you know, take... Let's chunk out 3 days out of um, and so they'll come during the day i had probably about 4 of those ladies last year and it was wonderful it was still a great experience for them they got the meat of the content they just didn't get all the extra like cool vip stuff like all the masterminding at nighttime and our jammies and you know all those extra really cool benefits that come along with that but it worked for them so they were able to get that so there's probably you know another 5 or so that i could i could fit on that level and you're right it does have a cap cuz there's a certain point where It doesn't, um, it doesn't, it's not going to fit. Right. But I have already thought about that. And the reality is, is that I, I, I don't think I will ever want a retreat to, to look like a conference. You know, I want a retreat to look like a retreat for me. And, and if I have a, you know, a a line of people that sign up and there's like a backorder line, like I would rather have that than shift it into a conference. If I'm going to do a conference, I'll do a conference. Like it'll be a separate event. But I like the fact that there's only a limited amount of spots because that that is what this event itself, the personality and the results of this event dictate in order for it to be as powerful as it can be.
1: Now, I'm curious, because like, I know for you there's – I and it's, there's money made at the event for you. And I know this isn't just about, but you have to make money doing something and yeah. I'm sure it sells into your services. Do you see this going where if you, you know, cause there is sort of a cap, like we said, if you get a lot of demand, do you see yourself doing multiple of these a year? Or is it some, you know, cause is it something that you cap too? Because I know you do coaching and stuff like that, where you can't take away too much of yourself where, right. if you're doing, you know, four or five of these a year. Woof.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that yet, but I am always thinking about that. Like I, I could see, um, I could see having multiple, I could see having two or three a year, but the intentions of each of those would have to be very specific. Obviously this one is like perfectly in line with like preparing for the, for the year ahead. So there's like a, that intention behind it. Um, that's not going to necessarily be the same intention for something that might be in, you know, May or June, Um, but, uh, so I could see something like that, but it would, I really like keeping the exclusivity of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then yes, it does parlay itself into one-on-one coaching clients for me. I think I had about four of those ladies last year, um, uh, end up becoming one-on-one coaching clients of mine. Um, but it's parlayed a bunch of other stuff as well throughout the year. So, Um, the answer is, is I don't know, but I'm, I'm like ready to see what it needs of me and then go from there. Like last year, the women were very much like, Oh my gosh, we need to do this like a mid-year type of a thing. Right. Yeah. And I just was not in a position to do that. Like I thought about it, like, you know, February, March was coming around. I was like, okay, I got to prepare this. And I just, I, I didn't feel it. So I just, I allowed myself to kind of like let that gas go. Um, so I don't know. The, the answer is, is I'm hyper aware of like what they now need. I'm constantly asking myself, what do they now need? Now that they've come here, what do they now need? And if there are more people who wanted to come, what can I give them? What can I now evolve into that allows them to participate or gives them another reason to uh, participate later on? Or is there something similar? Is there something virtual that I could offer to them? So I'm just constantly in that space of like, what is really needed next?
1: I love it. All the strategy behind it—it's growing. It's not a event and it's done, but it—you've done it beautifully. You've really done it beautifully of how it—it it works well with your business. Yeah, uh, it's not all your business, but you know it—it it really plays off each other. So you are coming up. We're recording this in October. You're coming up in December. Someone's yeah. interested. Where can they go to check it out?
0: Yeah. So it's December 1st through 5th. Um, As I mentioned before, it is in a luxurious mansion in Orlando, Florida. Uh, And you can go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat. And that is where you will find all of the info about everything that's going to be there. All right. Awesome. And of course, we're going to put that on our notes page
1: over at epicliveevents.co. So, Katie, thank you so much for this. It's a great perspective. I love what you're doing. Um, and you're changing you're changing businesses. You're
0: changing lives. It's all, and live events do that. That's what, that's what I'm here to do. And that's why I love, love the medium of live events because it just gets so deep and so personal and so powerful. So I'm just, I love the show. I love what this is all about, of allowing people to really experience it in their own way that allows them to make another impact in a different way. So thank you so much for
1: letting me be hey, here. Hey, Aaron. it's
0: Erin from the Epic Live Events. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode.
1: Now, I would love to help you with your live event. And how we're gonna do that is by offering you our free live events budget worksheet. Listen, events take a lot of resources, whether it's time, money, or a little bit of both. Uh, you've got to figure out a way to really utilize this in your business to make your money back. So this spreadsheet has both sides, the different costs you may potentially have, how you can fill those in, you can just you know, fill in whatever number, estimates, call some people, get an understanding of what it may cost you to put this event, or different ways. Um, you can save some money. And then, of course, on the other side, how are you going to make money back? Are you going to sell at the event? Are you going to sell tickets? Are you going to get sponsorship? Are there going to be different things that you can utilize in order to begin to make your money back? And this is a spreadsheet that will help you kind of, I'm a spreadsheet girl. That's how I think all the time. But this will help you really start putting the concept to paper. Or how can you do better in your in your next event? And you know, really make sure that bottom line, because as much as I would love to do events for free, I can't like it's it's a resource heavy thing, but I promise you so so worth it. So you can find that. You can go to our show notes over at epicliveevents.co that's co. You can also get it in the notes of this episode or jump over to bit bit.ly.ly slash epic underscore budget. Again, that's bit.ly slash epic underscore budget, and you can grab that, like I said, for free start the planning. And I'm telling you, it's so worth it every single bit.